Season 6, Episode 22, May the 22nd, 2022. Hi, I'm Lewis Lampley. Welcome to this edition of Journey of Discovery. In this episode, I will do a special exposition on the topic, All That Is in the World Are the Desires of the Flesh. 1 John chapter 5, verse 16 and 17 will help us with that. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of possessions is not from the Father, but from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Our selected passage begins thusly. I just read it, but let me do it one more time. For all that is in the world. The word all is an adjective noun. That is, an adjective used as a noun. It is important to note the significance of the word all in this passage because it refers to all things individually and in their totality. For example, in John chapter 1, verse 3, we read, All things were made through him, that is, Jesus Christ, and without him nothing was made that was made. The point is this. Jesus Christ was God the Father's agent involved in creating all things in the universe. Originally, creation was good and perfect until Adam disobeyed his creator. That act of defiance plunged the whole creation into the bondage of corruption. Romans 8:21. Remember, the word world referred to by John is not a reference to the physical material world, but the invisible spiritual system of evil dominated by Satan. James chapter 4 says, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Friendship, appearing only here in the New Testament, the Greek word friend describes love in the essence of a strong emotional attachment. Those with deep and intimate longings for the things of the world give evidence that they are not redeemed. That is exactly what John is after when he says, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh. Now, while the world's philosophies and ideologies and much of that it offers may appear attractive and appealing, that is deception. It is true and persuasive or pervasive. Nature is evil, harmful, ruinous, and satanic. It's deadly theories are raised up against the knowledge of God and holds the souls of men captive. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1, 2, 3, and 4, and 5. 
the phrase, the desires of the flesh, in verse 16 is a powerful verbal phrase that captures the essence of depravity. That is, depravity means man is not as bad as he can be, but is as bad off as he can be. The Greek word translated lust or desire is epithumia and refers to the strong desires, lust. John uses the word negatively because of its connotation of desire for evil things. It's not just simply strong desire, but lust or desires, but desires of the flesh. In this text, the term flesh refers to the sin nature of man, the rebellious self dominated by sin and in opposition to a holy God. We have that in Romans 7, Romans 8, and Galatians 5. Satan uses the evil world system to incite the flesh. Let me repeat that. Satan, our enemy, uses the evil world system to incite the flesh. Listen to these three passages. They're pretty long, but they're necessary. One, Romans chapter 7, verse 15 to 25, is an eye-opener. Paul said, I don't know what I am doing because I don't want I don't do what I want to do. Instead, I do the things that I hate. But if I am doing the thing that I don't want to do, I am agreeing with the law is right. But I am not the one doing it anymore. Instead, it is sin that lives in me. I know that good doesn't live in me. That is in my body. The desire to do good is inside of me, but I can't do it. I don't do the good that I want to do, but I do the evil that I don't want to do. But if I do the very thing that I don't want to do, then I am not the one doing it anymore. Instead, it is sin that lives in me that is doing it. So. I find that as a rule, when I want to do what is good, evil is right there with me. I gladly agree with the law and on the inside, but I see a different law at work in my body. It wages a war against the law of my mind and takes me prisoner with the law of sin that is in my body. I am miserable. I'm a miserable human being. Who will deliver me from this dead corpse? Thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I am a slave to God's law in my mind, but in but I am a slave to sin in my body. That long text comes from the common English Bible. The second passage is Romans chapter 8. It's not as long. Verse 2 to 8. It describes two different lives. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. God has done that 
what was impossible for the law since it was weak because of the sinfulness. God condemned sin in the body by sending his own son to deal with sin in the same body as humans who are controlled by sin. He did this so that righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us. Now the way we live is based on the spirit, based on the spirit, not based on selfishness. People who lives, whose lives are based on selfishness, think about selfish things, but people whose lives are based on the spirit, think about things that are related to the spirit. The attitude that comes from selfishness leads to death, but the attitude that comes from the spirit leads to life and peace. So the attitude that comes from selfishness is hostile to God. It doesn't submit to God's law because it can't. People who are selfish or self-centered can't please God. Again, that's from the Common English Bible. One more text. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 to 21. Here we have a catalog, the work, the works of the flesh. This passes catalogs, the works of the flesh. The action that are produced by the flesh, by selfish motives are obvious, since they include sexual immorality, moral corruption, doing whatever feels good, idolatry, drug use and casting spells, hate, fighting, obsession, losing your temper, competitive opposition, conflict, selfishness, group rivalry, jealousy, drunkenness, partying, and other things like that. I warn you, as I have already warned you, that those who do these kinds of things won't inherit God's kingdom. Again, that comes from the common English Bible. So don't miss John's central argument concerning man's basic desires. He says, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh. As you think about these things today, ask God to give you victory over worldly desires. Here's a praise response for today. Psalm 145 verse five. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, O Yahweh. Well, that's it for now. I'm wishing for you an amazing day, so cheer up and be glad in it. Good day. Thank you.